Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association with OleOle.com, the football community website. We're in disaster recovery mode here, I'm afraid, because I've recorded the whole Arscast. I was just putting it together. Uh, it's all done in sort of different segments, as you might imagine. So I was putting it together. I put in the first segment and, and nothing came up. And I was going, this is very strange. So I was trying all kinds of bits and pieces. Then I opened up the first segment and it was completely and utterly blank. The sad part about this was it was probably the best five minutes I've ever recorded in my entire life. It really was. It was fantastically funny. There were wonderful jokes in there, uh, witty repartee with just myself. And now it's blank. It's lost forever. I tried to recover the, the files, but just nothing happened. So I'll take a moment just to... Yeah. So there you go. But what's coming up on this week's Arscast? We have got for you the return of an old friend. Uh, also, the man in the bar is here with another player history. He's not in the best of form this week. He's feeling a little bit sad. Poor old man in the bar. Uh, the man from East Lower, not to be confused with the man in the bar, even though the man from East Lower does go into bars, but isn't quite as man in the bar-ish, if you know what I mean. He's here for a blog chat. And uh, there's details of how you can win yourself a trip to Tokyo uh, with oleole.com. So uh, make sure you stick around for that. Now, beer of the week this week uh, is uh, San Miguel. San Miguel, good old Spanish beer, uh, which is, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit, I'm not, not homesick. That's the wrong word because I am at home. But I sort of missed Barcelona a little bit this week because of, uh, you know, the weather and you talk to people over there. You kind of miss Somewhere you live for a while, but don't miss the football club. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, see, I'm I'm going along trying to. Uh, what was it I said in that first bit? But I was talking about uh, FC Barcelona, and what a pack of complete and utter awful, dreadful, reprehensible, ming and bastard cunts they are. Because uh, since Cesc is over there with the national team, uh, they've got all these stories about how Barcelona want to bring Cesc in and da da da. Real Madrid, all the new the Madrid newspapers are saying Barcelona are going to pinch. Uh, Fabregas from under our noses and the Barcelona play, uh, papers are saying oh yes well you know of course Barcelona only take the best players so we'll take Fabregas and blah 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 this is the same FC Barcelona don't forget that just brought a court case against a 17 year old and won an award uh, against him so he's now in the, posi the position where he has to pay 2.1 million pounds to FC Barcelona that my friends, is a big old load of bollocks, isn't it? Really, you know, hang on a second. Cesc Fabregas has a contract with Arsenal. He signed it, and we pay his wages, etc., etc. That doesn't stop Barcelona using the newspapers to sort of tap him up. 
I mean, they do have the advantage of being his hometown club. So, you know, there is that. They're using that. That's fair enough. You would expect that, I suppose. But uh, Fran Marita, when he left Barcelona to come to Arsenal, had no contract because before the age of 16, you cannot have uh, a work contract in Spain. So he didn't have a contract. And this award uh, that was made against him goes on the... Um, uh, his future earnings and potential, blah, blah, blah. But let's not forget, he's still only 17. He doesn't have £2.1 million. And also, also, his career could be over tomorrow by a kick in the knee or a football up the anus or anything. You see what I mean? So the uh, slight hypocrisy of Barcelona is, is annoying, I have to say. This is a bit annoying. But anyway, I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent here. Uh, between uh, this Arscast and the last... Arscast, what happened? Uh, we played Sunderland. We beat Sunderland. Uh, there was a Robin Van Persie goal. Then a Philip Sanderos thunderbolt into the bottom corner. Craig Gordon couldn't get anywhere near it. He was just... Just... Flew past him like that. Massively, massively hard shot from, from Sanderos. But then Sunderland got it back to 2-2 because they're a team that sort of plays a bit like their manager played when he was, uh, when he was a player, uh, which is, um, wholehearted and they give everything. And, you know, a team managed by him is not going to give up. And they got it back to 2-2, but the team showed good character again, didn't they? Uh, to bring it back. Uh, and, uh, Theo Walcott did very, very well, I thought, for the, uh, for the goal. It was a brilliant turn, lovely little pass into Van Persie, and he poked it home, uh, for the winning goal. That's, uh, seven goals already this season. That's four in three games, I think, uh, for Van Persie. So he's in very good form, uh, just at this moment in time. But what's most encouraging is the fact that this is a game that possibly we may not have won last season. And we keep saying that. Uh, and it's important, I think, that we keep saying that, that because it shows how the team is progressing. You know, there are games that, that maybe we wouldn't have come back from. Maybe we wouldn't have had the experience or the patience or the know-how or the little new to get in behind the defense, uh, you know, in order to get that winning goal. So it, it's good stuff. It's happy stuff, isn't it? So there you go. We're still top of the table. And we've got a game in hand. And it's all it's all smiley faces just at the moment. More discussion on the team and goalkeepers and strikers and all that kind of stuff coming up in the blog chat uh, with the man from East Lower. Now, though, uh, this bloke. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's me. I'm back once again. Like Renegade Master. D4 Damager with the ill behavior and such like. I see Jens Lehmann is in the news again, because I was away at the start of the season hunting orphans for their skins, I did not see the mistakes he made, but I heard they were very bad. Now, Amelia is in goals and Jens does not like it. Just the other day I saw Lehmann going into a news agent since I overheard the conversation. Hello sir, said the man behind the counter, just the newspaper is it? That'll be £1.40, please. Jens replied, You think you're better than me, do you? Well, you're nothing. You are a speck of shit on my highly polished boot. I will show the world that you are insignificant and that your cleft palate and undesirable garments make you the target of some fierce mighty. You are like a rabbit. Here's your money, you let us eat piece of shit. I know they say all goalkeepers are a bit mad, but that was certainly over the top, you have to admit. Later a small Spanish boy stopped him to ask him a question and he went mad again. You bastarding Spanish bastard can whole one bad shit eating pig fuckers, he roared. It is all your fault that I am not playing. 
You think you can come over here with your pile and your tortilla and that nobody will notice? Well, I notice. Then he karate chopped the boy in the neck, kissed on him and left him weeping on the ground. Luckily we think Cess will be okay for the next game. Oh yes. Arsene Wenger Hawkins will be back on another Arscast sometime in the future. I don't quite know when. To those of you who've been emailing, going, where's he been? What's he been doing? Why hasn't he been on the Arscast? I don't know. It's a mystery. Or you make up kind of a mystery or something, or, you know, think of some extravagant, impossible situation, and that's why he wasn't on the Arscast. It's true. Still to come, the man in the bar. Also, um, I'll be telling you how you can win a trip to Tokyo uh, for the World Club Championships, no less. Uh, flights, accommodation, and all kinds of stuff going on. So don't go away. Now, uh, still to come, uh, details of how you can win yourself a trip to Tokyo to the World Club Championships via oleole.com. Details of that on the way. Now, though, uh, it's time for a blog chat with the man from East Laura when we talk about goalkeepers, Gilberto, we talk about football, we talk about strikers, Nicholas Bentner, all kinds of stuff. So here he is, the man from East Lower in this week's blog chat. Now on the Arscast, time to welcome back an old blog chat friend. It is the man from East Lower. Hello to you, sir. Ah, uh, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, we're now slap back in slap bang, I should say, in the middle of an international week. Some people might suggest that the international break has come at a good time after the performance against Sunderland, when we looked maybe a little bit shakier than we did uh, in previous games. Others might say we're on a roll. We've got momentum going. Um, how do you see it? Well, I, I think you kind of, um, it's a tricky one because, uh, we've, we've only dropped two points this whole season. So, um, you know, I think we've done about as well as anyone could ever have expected. So, uh, you know, to me, I, I don't think it's not, it's not one, one of those kind of, um, those international breaks that I've been looking forward to coming and nor have I been particularly bothered by it coming either, because I think we're playing sufficiently well. We're doing, we've done a really, uh, uh, We've done a fantastic start. That's not right, is it? No, we've had a really great start. And so I'm not too bothered by it, in all honesty. Given that we've started very well, some people, uh, I'm only talking about the really negative people, for example, might say that we haven't really played anybody um, of substance yet. And, and that the start to our season, while fantastic and brilliant, can't really be put in perspective or judged until, let's say, uh, we meet one of the top four sides. I think that's a bit harsh as well, but I, I can I can sort of half see where they're coming from. I mean, we we when we when we play Bolton is it um, week on Saturday, we'll have played six home games and only three away games, mm. and uh, and you know it's a bit of a cliche talking about the the top four, but it's true we haven't played any of them yet. So um, you know we have had a good start, as in as in a comfortable start in terms of fixtures to the season, but you can only beat the teams that are put in front of you. And uh, and we've done absolutely brilliantly. So I mean, I'm not too worried personally. Um, I wouldn't be too uh, pessimistic by a trip up to Anfield or to Old Trafford at the moment because I think we're playing really good football. And you know, I, I'd, I'd be quite looking forward to that in many ways. But it's true, we haven't had an absolute uh, hell of a start. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we have played the relegation fodder, Sunderland. Uh, Derby, Tottenham, so maybe there's uh, more yeah, that, that's the bottom three, isn't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean. Uh, Oh, it's, a, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because you know we, we've only dropped two points, so everyone will say, "Well, it's been a piece of piece of piss." I don't think it's been a p- piece of piss at all, but um, but it's true. We have 
we could have had it harder. And we've got a really tough month in October. And I think, uh, if memory serves me well, December isn't so easy either in terms of quite a lot of away games. So, mm. you know, what goes around comes around. OK, we'll just keep on beating what's in front of us. That'll um, do well. Yeah, that, that'll suit me fine, yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, the beating of what's in front of us has been down to the goals that we're scoring. And uh, leaving aside Sesk's form, uh, Robin Van Persie and Emmanuel Adebayor have stepped up to the plate and, and uh, taken over where Thierry Henry um, left off, so to speak. Uh, it's good that the goals maybe are being shared out between them. Definitely, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's fantastic, actually, that the goals are coming from midfield and uh, and from up front. But, um, it, you know, it's, the great thing about it this year is that uh, there was a small period of time where Robin Van Persie didn't quite look like he was on 100% form and um, sort of upstepped um, Adi Bayor. And then Adi Bayor sort of stopped scoring, well, for one game. And, uh, and Van Persie is now kind of scoring really crucial goals. So between them, they're doing a really fantastic job. And um, I think both of them can hit 20 goals this season. I really do. That would be uh, that would be a great achievement for both of them. Their form, I suppose, is restricting the chances that uh, somebody like Nicholas Bentner has, who's now the fourth choice striker, you would say, um, but has been a little bit um, mouthy, we might say. Uh, he's been speaking to the Danish press this week, saying that if he doesn't get chances at Arsenal, he'll move somewhere else permanently. Does he need to be a bit more patient? I think he does. Yeah, absolutely, he does. He's nineteen. He's got. I mean, I know he's got um, a season at. Birmingham under his belt but in all honesty he's um he's been really promising when he's come on but he hasn't really proved that much yet and of course he's got to be more patient having said that if you've got a player who's uh you know if, if, he, if it ever set, turns out that he's completely unhappy and wants to go then what, what can you do but yeah he's, he's shooting his mouth off way too early if you ask me Gilberto is another man who's out of the team, kept out of the uh, kept out of things by uh, the, the former Matthew Flamini, who's who surprised a lot of people. Um, the way he's been performing this year, Colo Toure says they call him Gattuso, which I suppose is as high a compliment as you can pay to uh, a player playing in that position and, and doing that role. With Diara now signed, Diaby looking like he can come into things, Danielson there as well. Is Gilberto going to find it a struggle to get back in the side, or is it? Has he got something to offer this season still? Well, I'm interested that they're calling uh, Flamini Gattuso. Is it because he's grown a beard? Is, is, was that the only reason, or what? I mean, I don't know. But it, if you ask me, Gilberto, I don't quite understand why he's uh, had so few chances. Because yeah, I know, I know that Nigel Flamini's been playing brilliantly well, uh, and he really has. He's been an absolute revelation. You know, in the top three players this season, without a doubt. But um, I do still think that Gilberto's got more than just you know uh, he's got he's got so much more to offer still, and I find it a bit odd that he's being. It feels like he's being almost frozen out. But um, is it the whole um, Logan's run thing of a player being over thirty for Arsene Wenger? Well, <laughs> um, it, it's a bit odd. I mean, they do seem to be getting younger and younger, don't they? Um, Layman certainly. He's he's not. No, he's. I mean, I know he's been injured, but um, I wonder whether he'll get back in now as well. A lot of other teams, like if you've got AC Milan, they rely on over 30s and we rely on sort of under 23s, it feels like, but it seems to be working at the moment. You talked about Jens Lehmann. Let's look at the goalkeeping situation very briefly because uh, Almuni is in. He's made some good saves, but I suppose the, 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 over, the overriding thought is that maybe he's not quite good enough to be uh, the keeper that a team that wants to win the title uh, should be. Um, Lehmann seems to have... 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ...have uh, caused problems, I think, with his comments about Almunia. Uh, I don't buy the injury thing whatsoever, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I, I think Lehman is being a bit childish about it. I really do. And to come out and say, you know, that Almunia isn't as good as me, blah, blah, blah. You just don't say that, even if you think it, because it, it ruins a bit of team harmony. And, and I think that's, um, I think it's just, uh, it's, he really shouldn't be saying those kind of things, Lehman, especially because he's not on particularly good ground himself. You know, he, the reason he was dropped is because he made two absolute clangers at the beginning of the season. But as you're saying, I, I've always maintained um, that Al Munio isn't quite good enough. I mean, he's, he has some brilliant games, but to me, he, he doesn't have the solid feel that some of our top keepers had in the past. You know, Seaman at his peak, and I just don't feel I don't feel he's 100% good enough. Um, although he's done well this season, I wouldn't want to put him down for that. But I don't think he's a long-term solution for us, and uh, God knows how long he'll carry on playing. I mean, he's doing all right, but... I suspect that he won't be in two or three years our first choice keeper. Okay, well, people will talk about two or three years and put their hands to their head and go, well, what about two or three months? What about Fabianski? Have you seen anything of him? I haven't, unfortunately, seen him now. I think he only he only played the, the one game. I think it was in the Carling Cup and I, and I wasn't there. Mm. Um, but I'd like to see him. It's difficult to judge without seeing someone in the flesh, but by all accounts, he was pretty good that day. Um, but, you know, at that age, it's, it's very, very... It's very, very um, early in his career. It's hard to say. Uh, yeah, we've got three keepers, all of whom can do a good job. But um, who is the number one? Tricky one, isn't it? Is is it the final piece of the jigsaw, do you think, the goalkeeping situation, get a top-class keeper in, and that's this team more or less sorted for the next, I don't know how many years? I don't know, because when you're playing really well like we are, um, the team just looks brilliant, and everyone looks like they're slotting into place. But it wasn't that long ago that we were saying you know the wide men we need more we need more wide men and we were and the other things we were saying about uh perhaps um we don't have enough cover at, uh in certain positions but but and we're playing so well that yeah it looks right at the moment everything looks right and it looks like there isn't particularly a missing piece but it doesn't take much you know it takes a couple of game of bad games and you start having doubts again so um i, I do think we could we could certainly do with a decent keeper um <laughs> We've got some good keepers, I know, but I, as in, I think we could probably do with a, a new one maybe next season and, and take, take it from there. Because I don't think Lehman will be here, possibly even not after January. So, 
We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, Fabianski could be the future. Almunia is the now, but whether he's the future, I doubt. And Lehman, uh well, he's a bit like the past, isn't he, really? He certainly is. The old father time figure. Well, he's 37. That's seven years over um, uh, Wenger's uh, shoot him in the head kind of thing. Man from East Lower, we better leave it there. We'll talk to you soon on another Arscast. Thanks very much. No problem. See ya. Thank you very much to the man from East Lower. That's eastlower.co.uk. You know you have to stick the www in front of that. Well, you don't anymore, do you? You just put eastlower.co.uk. And he'll be back on another Arscast sometime in the future. I don't know when. And for all you people that have emailed me asking me where he's been. Oh, no, that was was the last bit. Sorry. Sorry about that. I remember the Arscast is brought to you every week in association with OleOle.com, with a www in front of it, which is a football community website, sort of like MySpace for football fans, sort of like Facebook. And you can get this um, Facebook widget application thing. If you're a Facebooker, you can get OleOle on Facebook. This is how this whole social network media web 2 thing is working. You get one, and you you can do all the others from the other one. But they've just added some new features to the site. You can uh, now upload, create, and watch videos. It's sort of like a football-only YouTube, and it's fantastic. I spent uh, about an hour on it the other day watching videos, because every time you watch one video, there's a whole load of suggestions for other videos to watch down the right-hand side. It's not fair. Sit there clicking for... I'll do some work now in a second. Click, click. I'll do some more work. Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. There we go. Mm. So I just sat there watching goals for an hour. <sighs> I should know better at my age, really. But um, the other thing I wanted to tell you about in OleOle.com is uh, the Tokyo Blogging Contest 2007. What's that, you might ask? Well, uh, basically, it's the second year of the contest. Uh, last year, four bloggers got a chance to go to Japan with flights and accommodation and press access uh, to the World Club Championships. Uh, this year, there'll be two winners. Uh, all you need to do is uh, start a blog with OleOle.com if you don't have one already, and I'm sure you do. If you don't have one, all you have to do is go to OleOle.com, sign up, and just start a blog. You enter it into the contest, and then what you do is you get people to vote on your blogs, uh, and uh, that's it, basically. Go to OleOle.com for more details on that, but that's pretty cool. You can go and uh, watch the games uh, and meet the players and stuff. So the teams involved are AC Milan, uh, Boca Juniors, uh, Pachuca from Mexico, and there's another three in there as well, probably an Egyptian team, a Korean or a Syrian team. We think of probably a Japanese team, a J-League team uh, players that are going to be there include Kaka, uh, Ronaldo, if he's fit, if he's fit, uh, Palacio, who plays for uh, Boca Juniors. So uh, an interesting competition to get yourself involved in uh, and flights and a trip to Tokyo is not something that comes around every week. They've also got fantasy football. Don't forget that fantasy football. It's oleole.com forward slash fantasy football. Details of the great prizes, including a trip to the final of Euro 2008, uh, all on the website there. I won't keep going on about it. Here's the man in the bar. Uh, Hello, there you are again. It's me, the man in the bar with another player history. Been drinking double whiskeys this week, you see, because it's been a very sad week for me. So how's all Oh, I'm trying to keep it all together here, so I am. The old Betty, 15 years I've had her. And she died this week. Oh, God, it was awful. Every morning she'd be there when i get up and her tongue would be hanging out of her mouth and, and she'd greet me and and then we'd go for a long hour walk together every morning. I've done for the last 15 years. 
And then during the week she got very sick. We had to take her in and, and they said the best thing for her was just to put her to sleep. Oh Jesus, it was always oh, difficult. It was really difficult. So it was. She was the best wife I've had so far. I don't think I'm ever going to get another one a bit too old. Oh, anyway, them's the breaks, I suppose, when you get to my age. Today we're going to talk about a fella called Frank. Like last week, we spoke about Frank Stapleton. But this is a much better Frank, to be frank. It's Frank McClintock, who joined Arsenal in 1964 from Leicester City. So he did. Oh, Jesus, talking about Arsenal is making me feel a little bit better. Oh, oh, club captain in 1967 he was. And he was a big strapping centre half of a fella. The manager at the time was Bertie Mee. Which is quite a hilarious name when you think about it. Can you imagine him in school? Imagine the teacher going, Now, uh, what is the longest river in Africa? Uh, me. Me? Will you come on and answer the question? And then me would say, What are you talking about? You said me. You're talking about yourself. No, me. I'm talking about you, me, when I say me. Anyway, Frank McClintock and his big woolly scotch head, they won the Intercities Fairs Cup in 1970. And then in 1971, that glorious moment when Arsenal won the double, the league and the cup double. And Frank McClintock was the Football Writers Association Footballer of the Year. Because back then it wasn't called football, it was association football. Arsenal got to another final in 1972 and we lost and then he went to QPR. Which was a strange place to go. It was a better place to go then than it is now, you'd have to say. And then he retired in 1977. 403 matches for Arsenal, so he did. And he got an MBE, which he sold to a tramp in Camden Market for 8 99 just a couple of years later. Nowadays, he doesn't do anything, having been sacked from all his pundit work for saying a naughty word. And it was all Enid Blyton's fault. It's true. And the man in the bar will return on another Arsecast next week. Definitely next week. I know where I know where he's been and where he's going and what he's going to do. There's not much else really to talk about, is there? Because it's International Week. We've got players away. Uh, we've got players that have been out injured for us who are going to play for their national teams. William Gallas will play probably for France. Eduardo will play for uh, Croatia. Thomas Rosicki will play for uh, the Czech Republic, having not played for us uh, for some period of time. If they're fit and, and okay to play, I suppose that's fair enough because it gives them a bit of uh, match practice, doesn't it? Gets 90 minutes under their belt or some time under their belt before they can come back into the reckoning for us. I'm not sure that uh, any of our players would bridle quite so much at the suggestion that they're uh, making themselves fit for their national team ahead of their club in quite the same way that, that Michael Owen uh, did this week, which was quite hilarious. And I, I'm really, really hoping that Michael Owen runs out onto the pitch for England on Saturday and, and immediately pulls both his hamstrings and dislocates his spine. It'll be hilarious. Could you imagine Allardyce? It'd be brilliant. Another thing we, we sort of touched on on the blog this week was the, um, the proliferation of crap websites that, that crop up on news now and all the top stories. And it is important that people, you know, are aware of how crap these websites are. You know, despite their misleading headlines, uh, despite their, uh, that's it, misleading headlines, basically. Stories are ripped off from somewhere else. The soccer blog is one of them. Um, tribal football is one of them. Sportingo. Sportingo. Is that one of them? 
that's definitely one of them. I know there's the other uh, blog associated with them called Offside, which isn't bad. Bad. But Sportingo have these ridiculous um, articles. Uh, and really, they're, you know, I think, honestly, if you're going to write crap like that, then you, you deserve to be punished. And I think there should be some way. You know, you can dig uh, various websites. You can sub- submit it to a site called Dig. And, and the more people that dig it, uh, the higher up it goes and the more hits you get. Well, there should be a site called Kick in the Face. So the worst that your uh, website is, or the worse your article is, the more people can kick you in the face. Except it wouldn't be much good over the internet, so you'd have to have a team of people ready to go and, and kick people in the face. The revolutionary idea, I know, and possibly illegal. But then many of the best things in life are illegal, aren't they? I think. Not that I would know. Not that I would know. So that's just about it for this week. It's Arscast 48. We're coming up on Arscast 50, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'm trying to get a special guest on for the uh, 50th Arscast. I think it would be only appropriate to get somebody special on. 50 is quite the landmark, isn't it? Nearly a whole year's worth of Arscast. Half an hour each, that's what the... Uh, yeah, well, there you go. It's a lot of hours of Arscasting. Um, there'll be another one next week. That's number 49. So uh, until then, have a good weekend. Talk to you on the blog and um, take it easy. Bye. Welcome to Talkshide Radio, talking shite about sport 24 hours a day. It's me, in for Ian Wright, right, right, who's off filming a commercial for Mansion. He doesn't mind, it's all money, isn't it, at the end of the day? Now, we're going to talk about Arsenal, and of course, things are going terribly well for them this season, scoring goals, winning games, top of the league, but they've got to regret the day they let an amazing player like Ashley Cole go. Now, Ashley's wife was telling us about how he felt out of place in the Arsenal dressing room because nobody could speak English. Well, we've got Ashley on the phone right now, and we're going to talk to him and find out what it's all about. Bonjour, Ashley. Sava. Eh? Hola, Ashley. Como estas? Eh? Guten Tag, Ashley. Vigates. Buongiorno, Ashley. Como siete? Mm. Hello, Ashley. How are you? Mm-hmm. Hello, Ashley. How are you? It's okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll be back in a minute right after these commercials. Hello, ladies. Are you bored at home all day long? Your husband, he's gone out to work. And you have nothing to do. 
The latest Jilly Cooper knows she is a letdown and there is nothing on the television. You need to call me, Sex Fabregas, Catalan Gigolo. I will come and provide a full range of services in many costumes, including doctor, lawyer, gas man, and everybody's favorite, Inspector Morse. Call me, Sex Fabregas, Catalan Gigolo, 1-96969-69. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.